Before we dive into today's incredible episode, I wanted to let you know that on February 26th, you can try Writer Workout for free. Writer Workout is my women's writing community. We meet every Monday at noon central on Zoom where I give prompts and craft talks and then we write together. And the members have a plethora of other perks too. They have access to an entire replay library, discounts. They're the first to hear about all my classes and retreats. But if you've been curious about Writer Workout and you want to try it out for free first, you can join us on February 26th. I'll put the link in the show notes. Hope to see you there. What do we do when we're in this in-between phase? Why can't I? And I used to, and what's wrong with me? Absolutely nothing. This is Heart of the Story, and I'm Nadine Kenny Johnstone. I'm an author and a holistic writing coach who talks with today's top women writers about how to navigate life when things don't go according to plan. These impactful conversations and personal reflections invite you to be seen, feel supported, and ultimately fall back in love with yourself. So let's go together to that honest, powerful place, the heart of the story. Hi friends, I want to talk about something today that's been on my mind for quite a while and I know is pertinent for so, so many of you, which is this phase of being in the in-between. Maybe you have different language for it, but it's this space in our lives where we're in a funk or we are in the unknown, we are in the murky middle, we have left behind some things that don't fit anymore, but we don't yet know what's to come. We have changed or left a job, left a relationship, left a place. We have shed a role that we used to play. And while we know what we don't any longer want, we don't know what's ahead. It feels very uncertain. It feels maddening. It feels like such a deep unknown. We feel restless and anxious or numb or bored or unsatisfied or full of dread. It doesn't feel good. It does not feel good. It's one thing to leave behind something and jump right into the next new exciting thing, but it's another thing entirely to leave behind something tangible or abstract and to not yet know what's ahead. It is a very unsettled space. And so many of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Glennon Doyle refers to it as an unbecoming. And it's kind of this idea that you know, sometime in our middle adult lives, each of us gets to a place where we realize we've spent our early adult years becoming something, becoming a partner or a parent or a worker or a type of human or a type of friend, a type of person. And then when we reach this middle stage, 
we don't want to be that role or that kind of person anymore, or it's just not fitting us or suiting us the way that it used to. And suddenly there's the unbecoming. There's the shedding of all the roles that we used to inhabit, yet we don't know what's ahead. It's so hard, this middle place. It's really, really difficult. And um, it might even feel like as we talk about it, like, you know, oh, it can't be that bad. It can be excruciating mentally and emotionally to not have a clear path forward because sometimes we feel lack of purpose. We feel lack of connection. We feel like we don't know our identity. We don't have belonging. These are our core needs as human beings that are messed with when we are in the messy middle and it does not bode well for our psyches for our spirits for our relationships for any number of things it can really feel devastating and I want to talk with you today about maybe how to look at this phase differently that will give you some solace some peace And I'm going to share with you the best piece of advice I've received over the last year about how to look at this exact phase. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Many of you know that I have left behind many different roles and identities some of them chosen for me, some of them I chose uh, the shedding of. And I have shed my role as professor. I've shed my role as Chicagoan. I have shed some friendships. I have shed the role of being a daughter to my father who passed. It's painful sometimes, especially when you don't choose the situation. And it's even painful when you do choose it. And so while some of these have been chosen for me and some I've chosen myself, I noticed that like so many of you who have gone through deep shifts in the last few years, that it takes quite a bit of mental and emotional energy and it can feel very disorienting. So I have, over the course of the last few years, found out The next step, for example, we now live in Florida. I now lead my own workshops and retreats. The next step has evolved, but it didn't come without great growing pains. And one of the women that I work with as a writing coach, she put it this way in a really good analogy, which is that it's like you're swimming in the ocean and you've left one shore and you're just swimming but you can't see the other shore yet. And you actually don't even know where you're going. (laughs) You don't know where you're swimming to. And that is difficult to be in the middle of the ocean, just swimming and you feel like you're exerting so much energy going nowhere in particular, yet you can't turn back around. You don't want to turn back around. You're tempted to though, because you're like, that's got to be better (laughs) than this, this flailing. 
And I was talking about how I am still in a little bit of the in-between in a couple of areas in my life. And I know I forever will be. It's not like, oh, okay, we've moved to Florida and, and now I run my own business. And okay, there goes the growth that I had to do and I'll never be in this middle place again. No, we are almost always in a middle place somewhere. It's just that a few years ago, I was in a middle place in all areas, which can be very discombobulating, as many people were during the pandemic. So I was talking about this in October at a retreat that I had gone to. And I was talking to a woman who is a therapist. Her name is Mady Santos. She is a wise, wise soul. And I was talking to her about this phase. And here's what she said to me. First of all, she identified, oh, so you have shed all these roles that you used to inhabit. And I said, yes. And, and she said, you are in a period of gestation. And I kind of tilted my head. And she said, you are pregnant with yourself. Let me say that again, because it gave me chills, and I hope it does something for you too. She said, you are pregnant with yourself. And I just had like tears streaming down my cheeks because I thought, that's exactly how this feels. But I never thought of it this way. And she said, the new you, the woman you were meant to be, is emerging. You, you, in essence, will be giving birth to her. But right now, you are in a period of gestation. And much as you want to see what this woman you're becoming looks like, acts like, all of those things, you don't want to give birth prematurely. And I'm paraphrasing here, but oh, no truer words could have been spoken. And she said, you remember when you were pregnant with your son? I said, oh, yes, gosh, I, oh, I longed to know what he would look like and what his personality would be like and which features of me and which features of Jamie would he have and what would he sound like and I mean, so much mystery, and I was so anxious to meet him. I couldn't wait. But of course, I wanted to give him his full time, full term, 40 weeks to develop healthily before I gave birth. And that is the way to look at this phase. When we are in this gestation phase, much as we want to know and see what's awaiting, what we will discover in the birthing, what it all looks like with deep clarity, we don't want to rush into that prematurely. We want to give whatever is forming it's right development and gestation and flourishing and thriving. 
So can we be patient in the weeks and months as it is developing, whatever it is, be it the next professional step, the next phase of life, the next project, the next perspective you're about to have? Can you give it its rightful developmental time? And let's think about this on a deeper level. There were phases that I went through when I was pregnant. We have our different trimesters. Every week is marked with just such development and so much is happening in there that we can't see. Eyes and ears forming and heartbeats and the development of limbs and spine and organs and I mean really earth-shattering things are happening that we cannot see and there are these different phases at the beginning for me there was absolute delight and excitement learning that I was pregnant, and then absolute terror of all the things that could go wrong. And this is true for us when we've left one phase or role and we are embarking on the unknown. There is great thrill and delight at the possibility and absolute terror at the unknown and all that could go wrong. And that is normal. It's hard, but it is normal. And then there is the morning sickness stage. At least there was for me. And boy, was it a doozy. I mean, barely functioning. It was so awful. I felt absolutely run over by a truck every day for about three months. Nauseous, throwing up, reflux, headaches, all the things. And it seems as if it will never end it seems as if all the discomfort will never, ever end. And when you're inside of it, you think it's just a permanent state now. And you are begging for some kind of reprieve. And that too is what this middle place can feel like. So painful, so uncomfortable that we are wishing wishing for reprieve, but also thinking we're convinced it's permanent. This is how I'm going to be living now, like this, always. But it is not permanent. And then next, there's a bit of excitement when we get little, little hints and nudges about what's developing under there. We feel a kick. We might see something on an ultrasound. There's little glimpses, little glimpses that things are going on, but they're very fleeting. And this too is like the phase that I'm talking about where eventually you might just start getting little bits of clarity and little bits of excitement, but they're only glimpses and it's so, so quick and still so unknown and you can't be sure and you won't really fully know what's ahead until you're holding it in your very arms, right? 
And so it's a bit of a tease. And just as soon as you get a little glimpse of clarity, you're wishing and praying for more. And then there's the realization that, oh, this is going to happen in terms of pregnancy. Oh, this baby is going to be born. And I am woefully unprepared. Woefully unprepared. I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh, gosh. And the baby has to come out of me. (laughs) I remember at six months, like actually putting two and two together. And I was like, oh, he has to come out. Truly, I was like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, be pregnant forever. He's going to like be playing video games in there at some point. Like I was in such denial that this child was going to come out of my body. So there is the feeling of unpreparedness. Who am I to be responsible for this? Who am I? I don't know anything about this. Oh my gosh, what will I do? How will I know? And everybody else around you might start being excited for you and you are secretly harboring, gosh, dread, imposter syndrome, Shame, guilt, any number of feelings. And this too might be you, especially if people around you are going, oh, well, so exciting for you. Anything is possible. And what if you tried this? And what if you tried that? And oh, maybe you can. And you feel like, but who am I to do any of this? You lose your confidence. The confidence you once had doesn't exist now because you're entering a new territory that you've never entered before. So it doesn't matter how many other things you've accomplished. You have no confidence in this new area. And then you realize you need a team. You realize that you can't go it alone. You need other people. And all along, you also realize that you need deep, deep nourishing and rest. There is no way around it. Your body will not let you do otherwise. Pushing does not work until the labor, right? So any kind of forging, striving, trying to just push through the way you used to before, that doesn't work when you're pregnant. Your body won't allow it. You need such deep rest. You need such deep nourishment. Same goes in this middle ground. You can't just push through the way you used to. You can't just like bulldoze your way through life without taking care of yourself. Your body will react and tell you. And so you have to give yourself a pass on so many things that you used to be able to do very, very easily. Or all the ways you used to ignore your body, you can't do that anymore. And so you really have to think about this in a self-compassionate sense of how do you need to nourish and rest your body, both tangibly, physically, but also mentally, emotionally, abstractly. I remember when I was in the early, early stages of this unbecoming process and I was going through a deep, deep, deep grief. We, we had 
just adopted two brother puppies because I knew by, by some, I don't know, I knew in some way that I needed some semblance of joy and I didn't know how else to get it besides by fuzzy, soft, cuddly things. And we had just lost our, our dear old girl dog, Tessa. We adopted these brother puppies. And my body instinctively knew that each night I needed to lie down on the couch and put those puppies on my chest and just breathe with them. And it was a meditative ritual every night. I would scoop these puppies up and they would be so playful and biting each other and wrestling. And I would just breathe slowly until they would eventually settle and curl into little donuts, a little yin and yang sign with each other right on top of my chest. And we would breathe together, the puppies and I. And most nights, that is what would get me to some state of peace so that I could actually sleep in the midst of deep, deep, pain and anxiety. So what does your body instinctively know it needs? Just as when I was pregnant, everything I used to like to eat, I didn't like to eat it anymore. And so I would just walk down the aisles of grocery stores and just start smelling and seeing what I reacted to and how I reacted to it. All new territory. And my body would tell me what it needed. I wasn't just going you know, rotely down the aisles the way that I used to. I had to discover, tune in and tap into my body. So we need to deeply nourish and rest our bodies during this time. We need the quote-unquote vitamins extra, extra. We need more during this time than we needed ever before. And I want you to really take that into account because what do we do when we're in this in-between phase why can't I and I used to and what's wrong with me absolutely nothing you need more than you ever needed before and that care team right that I was talking about the support team around you Even if you are doing a home birth, there is a midwife or a doula or a support person. And the same goes for you in this phase. You cannot do it alone. Who are you going to call in? Who is your team? And what can they do for you? Needing them is not shameful. That is not your area of expertise. You need their expertise and their care and their help. You can't do the pushing and the catching of the baby. So it is not shameful to need help, to need other people's support. It is absolutely necessary. And finally, there are the signs when now it's time because it's more uncomfortable to keep the thing inside of you than it is to birth it out into the world. It needs to be seen and shown. It needs to be visible. The new version of you 
the new project you want to work on, the new whatever, it finally gets to a point where, okay, it's time. And maybe I'm not ready fully. And maybe I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but it's time. And whatever it is that emerges will be absolutely miraculous and beautiful and worthy and deserving of your love and attention because you supported it and nurtured it for months, if not longer. And it's not that, okay, now the thing is here, hands clap, job done. It's a new beginning. It's a new beginning. So again, you're going to need support just as new parents would. A whole village, a whole village to support this new version. And I won't even say new version of you. It's part of you that was always there, that was maybe unseen before, that is uncovered. You're going to need some help because it's all new territory trying out this part of you that just hasn't gotten much walk time and experience time. You're going to need some help and support. And there will be hard days, exhausting days, and also days when everything in a moment all makes sense and is beautiful and you're so full of gratitude you don't even know what you did to deserve this. Just like those early weeks and days with a newborn baby. So, my friends, I hope that if you are in the in-between, the murky middle, a funk, a rut, stuckness, whatever you are calling it, that you can think of it instead as gestation. A true, true pregnancy that takes time and rest and nourishment and extra support and deep self-compassion and patience along the way. I hope that this changes however you are looking at the moment you're in and that it can lessen some of the shame or guilt or anxiety around this phase. The other thing that Meaty said to me, she says, you are pregnant with yourself. The woman, the woman that Nadine is, you are pregnant with her. You have shed all these young adult roles. You have even shed deep core roles, like being your father's daughter was taken away. And now she emerges But in the meantime, she said, can you let the universe wash your feet? Can you let the universe wash your feet? Hmm. How hard that is. Truly for me, this idea of gestation, once Mady mentioned it in October, everything just kind of clicked. And I really was able to see the parallels 
between pregnancy, gestation, the phases you go through, and how it relates to the murky middle transition periods of a life. And I've been delighted recently to find that many other people and writers have applied pregnancy and gestation to understanding different periods of their lives and different journeys and um, metamorphosis and getting through their own struggles. I was even reading Laura McGowan's book, We Are the Luckiest, the other day, and it talked about her idea of the pregnancy principle, where you're basically prioritizing your well-being above anything else. And as she says, quote, being unapologetically selfish with your energy and time, end quote. I love that. Let's be unapologetically selfish with our energy and time, shall we? So I'm thrilled to know that other people also have kind of thought of this idea in a way that can really help them navigate whatever they're going through. So I hope that this does something for you too. And if this has done something for you, please let me know. I'm on Instagram at Nadine Kenny Johnstone. Share this with a friend. Spread the wealth of wisdom if something touches you because maybe it might really click for someone else too. Thank you as always to Michelle Rado, my fabulous producer. And remember everyone, every heart has a story and every story has a heart. See you next week.